Good morning. I know we ate a huge breakfast this morning, but you're not allowed to sleep this morning, okay? Well, it's going to be tough. If I start nodding off up here, wake me up, okay? All right. I'm glad you're here. It's resurrection morning. Hey, I said this in in the uh, opening this morning at sunrise service. Without resurrection morning, we aren't here, and there's no reason to be here. But because Jesus is God in flesh, he rose again, defeated death. We're here to worship him this morning. And I'm glad you're here for Easter morning. Let's open with prayer and you guys welcome one another after that. Lord Jesus, I thank you, uh, God, that we're here again this morning uh, to worship you. And without your death, burial, and resurrection, we're not here. We're walking dead men. We're dead in our sins. And without you, God, we're nothing. But with you, we are your children. And that's amazing. And that's an amazing promise that you give us. And we're here to worship you this morning because of that. So be with us, God, today as we worship you in song, in giving, and the preaching and teaching of your word today, uh, Lord, as we glorify you and we point people to you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Take a couple minutes this morning. Welcome, everyone.
right. Thank you, guys. You may be seated this morning. Let me go over a couple of announcements real quick. So men's Bible study tonight and discipleship. Uh, no, no men's Bible study or discipleship tonight because of uh, Easter and Resurrection Day. So go spend that time with your families today. Wednesday nights, if you're a visitor with us uh, this morning, Wednesday nights, we have dinner every Wednesday night with one another at 6 o'clock. So we have cooking teams that cook huge meals on Wednesday night for the whole church. If you would like to help with one of those cooking teams, uh, let us know. Uh, let Jeannie Donaldson know or, or any one of the cooking teams. Um, and then we have services or classes at 645. We have kids, youth, um, adult class up here. Uh, we're Currently we're going through a study on Proverbs. So we'll be back in Proverbs uh, Wednesday night. So Wednesday night dinner, 6 o'clock, classes at 645. Are the ladies doing breakfast or coffee this week? Grillo's Wednesday. Wednesday, Grillo's at 8 o'clock, ladies, for breakfast. Uh, 8.30, 8.30, Wednesday uh, at Grillo's this week. Uh, Good Friday service. It was a great service. I want to thank you guys that worked hard uh, for the Good Friday service this week. Associational Revival is next Sunday night. So it starts at, we're, we're hosting it. Uh, it'll be every single night at 6.30 uh, is the Association Revival, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Not this week, but the 16th through the 19th, which is the following week. want to remind you of that. When was the softball game this week again? Is it 8.10? 8.15 at the park on a highway? I mean, I don't really want to talk about the game this week, Tommy. I went to watch them play softball. I mean, I'm going to now, Tommy, because the church is going to wonder what I'm talking about, okay? But I, I went to one game last year, and we lost. I went to one game this year, we lost. I'm not allowed to go to the softball games anymore, okay? But we had fun. It was a good time. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. And I think Marshfield Assembly of God beat us this time. But I think you guys have put a whooping on them several times. And they were just fired up. They were ready this week, and they got us. So it's all good. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, the Freeway Volunteer Banquet is April 11th from 6 to 8 at Freeway Headquarters. If you have not signed up for that or not let Mike Simons know, please do so. There is a link on the church Facebook page. Thank you. Uh, link on the church Facebook page. State Bible Drill. State Bible Drill is next Saturday at 9.45 a.m. at Ridgecrest Baptist Church So in Springfield. So we have eight, eight kids, eight kids competing at State Bible Drill next Saturday morning. I know you've got to see them here at State. It's even neater because it's for all the marbles. Uh, and I never collected all the marbles when I was a kid. One of, my, one of my good friends that I grew up with is here. Did you go to state in Bible Drill, Mindy? She did. And she probably won. Like, so we did it as kids. Like, uh, we, we, it was fun. And these kids have worked so hard at Bible Drill. So come to Ridgecrest next Saturday morning uh, and watch them uh, do that. Okay, and then we've got this going on. Uh, at Steve and Dana's house uh, is Spring Fling. Do we got a so slide for Spring Fling uh, coming up? There it is. It is Sunday, April 30th. It starts at 3 p.m., 2 to 3 p.m., uh, and we're going to have uh, a fish fry and all sorts of stuff at their house. There's the address. Jessica is going to teach people how to rope. That's going to be neat. Uh, so we have like a professional rodeo roper that's going to be there, right? And uh, she's going to teach us how to rope and rope our kids, or I don't know what we'll rope, but it'll be fun, right? And we're going to have a fish fry. So if you haven't went fishing yet, 
Me and Dan, he's on security. We did our part yesterday, and Brock and Hunter, we caught 53 crappie. We're trying, we're gonna try to make it where it's a crappie fish fry. And you've never had, we're gonna, so ladies, you gotta let us go fishing a lot to make sure, right? So that's part of this. Uh, so put that on your calendar because that will be a fun, fun day. Uh, ladies' trip, the ladies' trip is on here. They're going to Baker Creek Seed Company in Mansfield. That's Friday, May 12th from 9 to 2, 9 to 2. So get with Valerie if you have any questions on that. We also have the outreach coming up in May on May 13th at the park on A Highway. It's Saturday, May 13th from 3 to 6. We have that. want to remind you about Richard's Memorial Service. Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock here at the church, we have Richard's Memorial Service. And then afterwards, we're having dinner. So if you would like to help with dinner, please see Jeannie Donaldson on that. But his memorial service is 6 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow night and this is something we're about to get started I'm not don't think I'm jumping the gun but baptisms so a lot of, we have a baptistry but a lot of a lot of you all are like I want to go to the creek and we have a great spot down at the river where I was baptized as a kid uh, and and so we get we we start baptisms the last Sunday of every month through the spring and summer and until it gets really really cold and we're starting it April 30th so I know I have several of you that are on the list for baptism. If you have questions about that, I need you to come and talk to me or one of our elders, okay? Um, if you're due to be baptized, please come and get with me. I need to make sure I have your name uh, spelled correctly for your Bible that we'll present to you. So just put it on the calendar. Baptisms are starting up again the last Sunday of every month starting in April. So those are my announcements this morning. Anybody else have anything I forgot of? I forgot. Yes? What is it? Oh, she did send me that. Yes, thank you. Uh, Senior Sunday is May 7th. I need to write that down. Senior Sunday is May 7th. It's on the calendar. We're going to honor our graduating seniors that day. So Senior Sunday, we'll have dinner after morning service that Sunday. The families of the seniors will have dinner here after morning service. Uh, so how many seniors we got? We're Seniors, stand up. If you're a senior in high school and you're graduating, I know Travis. Is Travis here this morning? Stand up, Savannah, unless you're not planning on graduating. We got one, two. I know Travis. Is Travis here? Tra we got three. We got any more than that? Elijah, four. Silas. Silas is standing up. All right, we've got several. So get, we'll get their names out, bring them a card, congratulate them. Some of them barely passed high school. Some of them did pretty good, but we're getting them through, right? Okay. All right. Anything else? Okay, if you would stand this morning, we're going to take up our morning offering and have our time of worship before we jump into God's Word together uh, today. So let's bless our morning offering this morning. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you again, God, just for the opportunity to be here today and to worship you. And part of, uh, part of worship and a huge part of our worship, God, is just turning everything over to you. And part of that is our finances, too. So, Lord, this morning... Uh, I, I just pray that this is an act of worship that we've prayerfully considered to give back to you, that you use it to further your kingdom, God, that uh, we have missionaries around the world, we have missions on a local level, uh, and, and just operations of the, the, the church building here. Uh, God, I pray that you use it to further your kingdom. That's the most important thing, that we get the message of who you are out to a lost and dying world. So be with us this morning and bless that. Bless our time of worship today, God, and we love you. In your name I pray, amen. Shame is a prince, fool and 
Thank you guys. You may be seated this morning. So we have uh, a couple of specials this morning. I'll have the ladies come up uh, first today. I, I, I'm not opposed to doing this. I know our elders aren't any time of year, but I love specials because they're edifying for the body. 
and it gives people an opportunity. Um, these ladies sang this morning, and they're going to again, and, and uh, yeah, so it's good. This is, got a couple of specials this morning, so enjoy them and be edified.
Good morning. Everybody kind of looks like tense out there. I don't know. <laughs> you feel that? Feel that, Jana? Maybe they need to get up and do the hokey pokey. I'm not going to make you do that. <laughs> I would, so be glad that Corey's in charge. Hold on. She just said I was in charge. This is new. Oh, <laughs> it's not so good. So a quick story. I got to share this. So I always knew Jana as Miss Greenfield. She was my preschool teacher. And uh, 26 years later, she's still teaching. So I was the first, I was a first year kid for her. You didn't have to tell them how many years ago that was, Corey. <laughs> you, told, you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're excited this morning. Um, so we've got a video that's going to play. And I, I just want to point this out before we play this song. Um, the video is, it is graphical. Um, it shows, it's from the Passion of Christ. How many of you guys have seen that before? So, how many of you guys have not seen that movie before? I would encourage you to go home and watch it. Um, although it is very graphical, but it shows exactly what Jesus went through on the cross um, for us. And that's what this song is all about. And today, we're just reminded that um, it was finished. I heard somebody say that earlier, you know, when, it was, when he was nailed to the cross, it was finished. And uh, wow, what a blessing that is to be able to be here this morning and to worship our God. Because without that, it is the most important day. I always give my wife a hard time. I'm like, well, Christmas is important. Without the Savior coming into the world, we never could have the resurrection. But you're right. We can't, we can't. This is a perfect day to celebrate a resurrection, Lord and Savior Jesus. So watch this video as we play. Mother, do not cry for me. All of this is exactly how it's supposed to be. I'm right here. Can you hear my voice? My life, my love, my Lord, my baby boy. As they know the Father waits for me. God, how can this be your will to have your son and my son killed? Whatever happens, whatever you see, Whatever your eyes tell you has become of me, this is not, it's not the end, cause I am making all things new again. change 
as they nailed him to this tree. Just know the Father waits for me. God, how can this be your will that your son and my son was killed? Whatever happened, whatever happened, whatever you see, I don't want to see. Whatever your eyes tell you has become of me. This is not, no, it's not, it's not the end. I am making all things new again. everybody happy Easter he has risen amen we could uh, we could close in prayer and go home and God would be glorified right we would we, we definitely could turn to your Bibles this morning if you would to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 and seven through 17. A little bit different text this morning for Easter. Maybe see where I'm going here in a little bit. but Hopefully you'll see where I'm going with this. Matthew 16, 15 through 17. Said he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you again, oh God, this morning, just for the opportunity again to be here. And Lord, thank you for our, our worship time today and the, the ladies, the song that they sang, and it reminds me again. Uh, Lord, of what you've commanded us to do is go and spread the truth. Go and spread the truth to a lost and dying world. And Lord, thank you for Corey and Jana edifying our body this morning. And Lord, worshiping you and, and leading us in worship of you. And um, I pray this morning, God, that your word will impact our lives. That we'll 
we'll, we'll be able to answer some questions this morning on why this day is important, what does it matter, and why, why, why we're celebrating, why we're making such a big deal out of this morning, God. And if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, I pray today is that day that they understand they have a need, they've sinned against you, and Lord, today would be the day that we come to believing faith in you. In all things that we do this morning, God, we glorify and honor you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. All right, so I've mentioned this a couple of times, but this is the most, it, it, to me, and I, like Corey said, I think it's the most important day, uh, Christian holiday that we have. And it's celebrating the death, burial, and more importantly, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this is a historical fact. So I want to try to make an argument this morning, maybe. Uh, maybe aligning the longs of the case for Christ, of why this is important. Uh, you know, the resurrection of Jesus wasn't a secret. A lot of people heard about it. If it, if it had happened today, it would have been, they've been talked about it on the news. There are f- over 15 historical records found in, in scriptures of Jesus meeting people, touching people, eating with people, talking with people after he rose from the dead. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 6, it says 500 people saw him after the resurrection. So there shouldn't be any doubt in our mind that this isn't a historical fact. I always, I was speaking with the kids last night. We were kind of up late last night from going to the lake. And uh, I was talking to them about, about the resurrection. And I like using simple logic. And I was telling them last night uh, that, you know, when I, when I think about Jesus and I think about what, who he is and what he, who he said he was and what he did, I, I think about his 12 disciples and that they followed him throughout his ministry and they, all of them but one, ultimately were executed for their faith. They didn't get wealthy. They didn't gain anything materialistically. They, they, they had nothing to gain but salvation in him. And so if Jesus wasn't who he said he was, and if Jesus has, hadn't been re- legitimately resurrected, and knowing that he would have been resurrected, why would these guys go to their death proclaiming, that Jesus was Lord and that they had seen him after the resurrection with nothing to gain, with nothing to gain at all if it was a fraud. If it was a fraud, they would have had other motives to try to, to try to follow Jesus, like money or fame or wealth or whatever it is. They didn't have any of that. They didn't have any of that. All they had is they give up everything. They left every they left their jobs and they followed Jesus. But if Jesus really did rise from the dead, and he really was God in flesh, and and, and what the Bible says is true about Jesus, if all of that is really true, and it's not just a book, and it's not just full of a bunch of errors, if all that happened, and these guys knew it, then you would go to your death with nothing to gain except for eternity. You would be willing to do that. There's some simple logic for you to think about this morning without even using scripture, just giving us the ability to look. But why does, what's important about this? What does the resurrection mean? What, why is it important? Well, the first thing really, though, is the resurrection is important because Jesus is who he said he was going to be. Jesus is God. He is who he said he was going to be. No, but who did Jesus claim to be? Think about that for a minute. Jesus never claimed to be some great religious leader. He never claimed to be a great prophet. He never claimed to be a man of God. But he did claim to be the son of God. 
And by claiming that title, when he did claim that, the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders knew what he was claiming. They knew that he was making himself equal with God. When you say, when Jesus said he was the son of God, that's saying that he's equal with God. You're, he was saying that he has God's authority, that he has God's power, that he was a direct descendant of God, that he was a part of God's bloodline. Now to them, that was blasphemy. They wanted to execute him. They hated him because of that, because they didn't believe him. Nobody could be equal with God. Nobody could be equal with God, unless you're the son of God. And that's exactly what Jesus claimed. And think about this from Scripture. Who has the power? The Bible teaches us, and we know, to forgive sin. Well, God does. Just God alone can forgive sin. Who has the power to raise people from the dead? God does. Who has the power to grant eternal life? God does. Jesus did every single one of those things. He forgave sin. He raised people from the dead. He told people, even the thief on the cross next to him, he said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. He told people, you're going to be with me in heaven. He claimed to be equal with the Father because he was. We, we as Christians believe that Jesus is God in flesh. John chapter 1, verse 14. That John 1, 1 is what? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And verse 14 says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what Jesus claimed. That's what he said. Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. He said he was the Son of God. He said he was equal with the Father. He had the power to grant eternal life. Here are a couple other things that Jesus said, or that he claimed from Scripture. John eleven twenty five, 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. John 14, 6, a verse we quote often and talk about a lot in apologetics and sharing the truth of who Christ is. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now those are strong claims. He claims to be the resurrection. He claims to be the life. He claims to be the way, the truth, the life. You notice what he doesn't say, though. There's many things we can learn about what he doesn't say. He doesn't say he was a way. He doesn't say he is one way. He doesn't say he was just a way. He says he is the way. The, 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 the lie that all roads lead to heaven, it's, it's a lie. It's false. That's like saying that I could pick up my phone and punch in some numbers and I'm going to call my house. We know that's not right. We know that if I want to call Mike, he has a phone number. If I get one of those digits wrong, somebody who's not Mike is going to answer the phone. If I don't get Jesus right and I don't believe in the Jesus that he said he was, I don't get it right. I have to believe in the Jesus of the Bible. So this, this myth that you can believe whatever you want and go to heaven is a lie from hell. It's a lie from Satan. It's not true. Jesus is who he claims he is. Who did he say he was? He said he was the Son of God. He said he was the Messiah. He said he was the Savior. 
Not a Savior. Him being resurrected, our Lord being resurrected, proves that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. And everybody has to be on one side of this. You either believe that Jesus is God in flesh, went to the cross and died for your sins, and rose again and defeated death, and now lives forever in heaven, and one day he's going to come back for his church. Or one day you're going to take your last breath on this earth, and to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Or you don't believe any of that, and you think he's a fraud. You believe he's fake. It's not real. This is just an old, dated book. We can't trust what it says. Those are the only two camps that you can be in. But the resurrection changed that. The resurrection proved. He, he showed himself to 500 people. Christianity started with the resurrection. What else does it prove? What does this matter? Well, Jesus has the, the authority and the power that he says he would have. John 10, 18 says, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up. Listen, nobody took Jesus' life from him. Jesus laid down his life for me and you. He took our place. We talked about this a little bit this, this morning. The Romans were just the instrument that carried out the punishment, God's wrath of the crucifixion on Jesus, the physical part. But could the Romans keep Jesus in the tomb? No, the Romans were the baddest of the bad. I mean, they placed guards at this tomb, and if you're a Roman guard, when you're given an order, you do it, or you're executed. Nobody was going to get past these Roman guards until what happened? The angel comes down from heaven. The tomb is rolled away. And the Romans' guards, like we talked about this morning, were what? Paralyzed with fear. The Romans made sure. This is something else about Christianity. You'll hear people say, well, how do we know that Jesus really died? Oh, when the Romans wanted to kill someone, they killed them. They took a spear, put it in a side to make sure he was dead. They took him, put him in a tomb. They sealed that tomb. There were guards 24 hours a day there. They couldn't stop him from rising from the dead. Why? Because he said, I lay my life down and I have the authority to lift it up again. Now, what does that mean for us, though? If he has the authority to lift himself up and prove that he was God, guess what that means for us? That means for us to be absent from the body is to be present from, with the Lord. That we don't die. We don't die. As Christians, you shouldn't worry about death. You shouldn't worry about death. Hey, tomorrow night, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. It's like, well, why are you excited to do a memorial service? You know why I'm excited to do a memorial service? Richard was 80 years old, right? Where's, where's his family at? Right there. Richard was 80 years old, wasn't he? When he was 79, maybe he may have been already 80. Richard had lived a whole life. And one night, downstairs, he came to me and he said, hey, I want to talk to you about some things. And we went into my office, and I spent about 45 minutes or an hour sharing the gospel of Christ with Richard. And he said, I just, I've done so many horrible things in my life. And I got to share the truth with him. And that night, tears were streaming down his face. And he professed Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And we baptized him right here. So guess what, Richard, guess what happened with Richard a week ago? He took his final earthly breath 
But now he's with the Lord Jesus. So death has no victory. It has no sting. Why? Because Jesus had the power to raise his life up. And he has the power to raise us up too. That's amazing. The grave is empty. The grave is empty. The tomb is empty. What else does this mean? It means that when Jesus says something, he's going to do it. When he says he's going to do something, he does. He does. What does he say he'll, he does? He said he would raise from the grave. He told him that. Now that's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. He said he, he would rise, make people rise from the grave. No one can claim that they will rise from the grave. But only one person has. Only one person in all of history has risen from the dead with a resurrected body. And guess who that is? Jesus. Now you think, well, I've heard about people coming back to life. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's people been brought back to life again, brought back from the dead. There's, we see that all through the Bible, stories where people have risen from the dead. Lazarus is one of them. But guess what happens to them later on? They die again. You can bring, you can resuscitate somebody. There's, we know of medical cases where someone's been dead for a long time, and then they're brought back to life. Lazarus, it, Jesus was showing he was God because he raised Lazarus after four days. But guess what? Lazarus didn't live forever on earth again. Anybody know Lazarus? Go talk to Lazarus. No, he died a physical death later on. Guess who didn't? Jesus. Jesus. He does what he says he would do. People who are resuscitated, resuscitated are going to die again. People who are resurrected will never die again. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. He came back, when Jesus came back, he came back with a body that would never die again. A body that would never grow old. He came back with a perfect, resurrected body. Guess what we're going to have one day? A perfect, resurrected body. That's the hope that we have in Christ. That's the hope we have in Christ. Turn to John uh, chapter 11. John chapter 11. Verses 25 and, 20, uh, 25 and 26. John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. So when Jesus comes back in this resurrected body, he came back to live forever. There's no more aging process. There's no more death. It's perfect. It's perfect. We will have perfect bodies one day because of Jesus. When he says that, when Jesus says something, you can take it to the bank. When Jesus is who he claimed to be, he has the power to do it. He is able to do it. And he said he was going to do it. That's why it matters. Okay. That, or that's why it's important. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? What does it matter for us? He claims who he, he, he Jesus is who he claims to be. He has the power he claims to have. And, and why does that matter for us? Well, number one, because our sin can be forgiven. Why does all this matter? Because our sin can be forgiven. Our sin can be, your sin can be forgiven this morning. What does Romans 6.23 say? For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love that verse because right in the middle of that, there's a three-letter word. 
For the wages of sin is death. Ugh, man. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, that tells you that a change is about ready to happen. Something is happening, but then God can change it. You know what I love about our ministries that we do here is the stories that you hear about the change in life. The change in life. How my life was headed this way, but Jesus changed me. That's what this is saying. You're, the wages of sin, what we've earned is death. But God gave us a gift. Eternal life. Wow. That, what does that mean? That means, just like Richard told me downstairs that night, you can mess up, you can live a horrible, horrible life, and you know what he does? He allows you to make a U-turn to him. He allows us to turn back to him. You can start over. You can fix it through Christ. 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What do we have to do? Ask him. Ask him, ask him, and he'll forgive you of your sin. He'll fix the situation. He'll forgive you. He'll forgive you. And then, listen, when you have Christ, when you're in Christ, now your life's different. Your goals are different. You, who you want to please is different. And you know what then you have? So many people that are lost, they say, what's the point in life? Here, anybody ever asked that? Like, what's the point? What's the point in life? You know, as followers of Christ... You know what he gives us? A purpose. He gives us purpose in life. Look at the verse, John 10, 10. It's what Jesus says. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. You know what that is? That's present tense. That's not just the future. That's a purpose right now. That's living in Christ right now. Jesus came that we can have life. Right now, right where you're at right now, the same power that enabled Jesus to rise from the dead will help us face what life has in front of us. Listen, is it? I, I can't get up here and tell you this morning that life is rosy and merry. Being a follower of Christ is just amazing all the time. It's not. It wasn't for the disciples. If you haven't read Paul's story or any of the disciples, they're beaten and thrown in prison and shipwrecked and bitten by snakes coming out of fires. And like, oh, it's like they went through so much stuff. You guys know about the snake coming out of the fire? I told some people about that the other day. They're like, where's that at? We looked it up. It's there. You got bit by a viper, right? It, I mean, it's, life's not easy. Life is hard. As a follower of Christ. Jesus said if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. It doesn't mean that life is just becomes grand and easy. It doesn't mean that. But the same power that enabled Jesus to rise from the dead gives us life as we live it on this earth. It gives us direction. It gives us purpose. The same power that resurrected Je Jesus 2,000 years ago can be in your life right now. If Jesus can rise from the dead, you can rise above problems that you have in your life through him. Philippians, Philippians, in Philippians says what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not about, that's about I can serve the Lord even though I have burdens. It doesn't matter what's thrown at my life. 
I'm in Christ. I'm good. I have contentment. I have purpose in my life. Because we don't know what the future holds. Nobody does. But here's what we do know. We know who holds the future. And he know, we know who holds us. Man, maybe you're here and you feel like life is just out of control. It's not out of control for God. Not at all. He gives us purpose for living. He gives us direction. He gives us life. He gives us an abundant life right now. Right now. Not just in the future and eternity, but right now. We have purpose for serving Him, for living out our life. Now, the best part of all this, let me touch on this real quick. I saw this uh, a couple weeks ago. It, it talked about, I can't, it was like a, a meme or something that said, I can't wait to get to heaven. I told Jimmy this. May have said it in a sermon. I don't know. I forget. But it said, I can't wait to get to heaven to talk to Moses about what it was like to see the, the Red Sea parted. I can't wait to get to heaven and talk to Jonah and see what it was like to have him in the belly of a fish. I can't wait to talk to David about killing Goliath and all these things. And then at the bottom of it said, Moses and Jonah and David can't wait till we get to heaven to ask us what, we, what it was like to have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Guys, we take that for granted sometimes. We take for granted that we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us. Wow. All right, here's the last thing. What else, why does this matter? Why does the resurrection matter? Because we have a home in heaven now. We have a home in heaven. I've told you guys this before. I love our country. I, love, I appreciate our patriots who are defending our country. I appreciate our law enforcement who are out there keeping us safe, doing the dirty, tough jobs. I really do. I appreciate our sheriff, our judges. I, I appreciate our servants our EMTs. I love our country. Our country's not what it used to be, but I still love our country. I still think as bad as we are right now, it's still one of the greatest countries the world's ever known, if not the greatest. I love our country. I do. But it's, gonna, it's nothing like heaven. We are not permanent citizens of America. We're citizens of heaven. I want to look at this verse one more time. John eleven twenty five 25 through 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? What a statement. What a statement. So here's my question. All of us, I, I, I say this a lot when I'm sharing the gospel with people, just in general. Everybody has an appointment one day. Everybody has an appointment to stand before God. The Bible says every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. So here's, here's the statement. It's not whether you are going to believe that Jesus is God in flesh. And that Jesus is Lord. It's just how are you going to do it. You're either going to do it in judgment. Paying for your sin. Or you're going to do it here on this earth, humbling yourself before God and thanking Him for paying for your sin. It's not whether you're going to acknowledge Jesus as Lord. You're going to. So here's my question. If you took your final breath today, because none of us are promised tomorrow, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go?
It's a question I ask a lot of people. What happens when you die? Where are you going to go when you die? You know, you can go to, you can go to heaven. We can, we're promised that we can go to heaven where he is. We're promised that. But let me tell you, remember I said this earlier, there's only one way. It's like I can't dial Mike's number, any number I want, expect to get a hold of Mike. I can't think that there's just any way I want to go in life that I'm going to go to heaven. Jesus didn't teach that. What did he say? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So we either believe in the Jesus of this book or we're condemned. Where are you going to go? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that he's died for your sins? Do you believe that he rose again? Listen, salvation, as much as even the Apostle Paul wanted his brothers, his Jewish brothers, to be saved. He couldn't be saved for them. I can't be saved for you. You can't be saved for somebody else. You can't make, put their place in heaven for them. Everybody has to decide what they're going to do with Jesus. Either he's the craziest lunatic who's ever lived, and we're all a bunch of confused puppy dogs, or he was God in flesh who went to the cross, paid for your sins, rose again, defeated death, and you can spend an eternity in heaven. And I, I need to preach a sermon about heaven sometime. We don't, we don't know a whole lot of details, but the one verse I love, and I'll probably share it tomorrow night, is no eye has seen, no heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. My eyes can't even see, nor my heart imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. My question is that, is that you? Is that you? Here's the thing for my brothers and sisters. That's the message that we have to share. That's the message that we have to share. It has to be on our lips. It should. This afternoon, a bunch of us are going to be meeting for Easter. Maybe some of the kids are going to be going and looking for little colored eggs, right? Have a good time doing that. But maybe you're meeting somebody this afternoon in your family that doesn't know Christ as their Savior. They may not have another Easter. We don't know. Our responsibility is to share the truth of who Christ is. So church, do that. Do that today. And in doing so, you know what you're doing? Glorifying and honoring our Lord. I'm going to ask our worship team to come this morning. If you have questions about baptism, if you have questions about salvation, you can come and talk to me. If the Holy Spirit has convicted your heart today, that you're not sharing the truth, whatever He's done in your life, humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God. The Bible says He will exalt you. If you're here this morning, maybe you're listening online, send us a message. You don't know Christ as your Savior. I want to talk to you. I it's not a quick conversation. It's a lengthy one, but we're going to talk about the truth of who Jesus is and what the Bible says about what he did for us. And I'll answer as many questions as I possibly can. You could ask me something that I'm not going to know, and I'm going to be honest with you. All right? I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. If you need to come, you can come. Let's pray, and then we'll have an invitation this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you again this morning for your word. Thank you for this church body, my brothers and sisters that are here today. 
Uh, Lord, we're here to glorify and worship you. And once again, none of this is possible without you, without your death, burial, and resurrection. And so this morning we worship you. My prayer today, God, is we're a church that this spring and summer and fall, and until you come back and get us, we are sharing the truth of who you are with the lost and dying world. Because we love people, and that's true love. That is true love, sharing the truth. Lord, my prayer also this morning to you, God, is that there's people here that don't know you. I didn't ask them, Lord, whether their granddaddy was a preacher. I didn't ask them if they got baptized when they were five. Lord, I'm asking them if they have a personal relationship with you, if they know you. Lord, I pray this morning, if there's somebody here that doesn't have that, they don't know you, they have questions, that you will burden them, that they need to get down on their knees and come and come. And in doing so, Lord, you're glorified and honored in everything that we do. It's not our responsibility, God, to save people. That's yours, and we trust you with that. It's our responsibility to sow the seeds. And Lord, let us be a church that's sowing. And God, in all things, we glorify and honor you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.
the world of the treasures you found. Need it for just a second. Zach, come on up here. So, uh, yeah, this guy had one of those meetings with me this week, uh, and I love having those, but he had questions about baptism. So we walked through baptism, what is baptism, and uh, Zach is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and is submitting to believers' baptism. So give him a big hand. You got anything you want to say? Yeah. Um, if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. Just put your faith and trust in him, and he will, he will guide your footsteps, I promise you. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. Perfect. Stand right here. All right. So I know that you're going to want, to, as we dismiss here, to come around and congratulate him. Uh, he'll be, I may need some help because he's tall, but we'll be baptizing him at the river. And hopefully the water's full and I don't hit your head on the rocks below or something. It can, we'll get him under, though, one way or another, okay? But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to baptize you and, and several others that we have. If you have, listen, there's, honestly, there's, a couple of things, and well, there's numerous things in life that bring me joy. My family brings me joy. The Lord brings me joy. But there's a couple of things in ministry that really bring me joy. When you come up to me and you say, I need to talk to you about baptism or salvation, I get excited. I love having those conversations. Or if you come up to me and say, I don't know if I really believe the gospel stuff. Let's talk. I love that. So if you have questions, maybe you're watching online you're, or you're here this morning, you're like, I just don't know about all this stuff. Come talk to me. I love having, don't I? I love having these conversations, don't I? Yeah, they know. Well, your kids bring somebody into the house, and I corner them immediately. Like, I love it. I love having these conversations. So it's good. He had this conversation with me Wednesday night, and if you have questions about baptism or salvation, please come talk to me or, what, or any one of our elders, any one of them. Uh, come talk to us. And uh, here's the benediction today. The benediction is, it's a verse we've read today, but it is key. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. That's the whole point. You believe in Jesus, you live. You live forever. None, nothing else matters, church. I'm telling you. Not, and I love business world. I love doing business. I love sports. I, I mean, there's a lot of things. God, God made everything and everything to be used for his glory, right? And there's a lot of things I love. There's nothing as important. Nothing as important. As Christ and his kingdom. There's no comparison. So stay focused on that. If you would stand this morning. I know we have visitors here. I, I Seriously, I grew up with this young lady. And this is the first time. They live in Ozark and they visited today because they have family here. Mindy, I love you. I'm so glad to see you and your family here. She, If you want to know some stories about me when I was little, hit up Mindy right there. Okay? Yeah. I love you, church. I'm proud of you. I'm going to ask Mike or other pastor, would you close us in prayer today? Yes. What? Yes, discipleship book. Thank you. I forgot to announce it. Next, uh, next uh, Sunday, the new Sunday school class starts downstairs. So if you need a discipleship book, get with Mike, right? Should have them this week. New discipleship class starts downstairs. Leslie is going to be starting the new Sunday school class up here. So you got choices, church, next Sunday morning for Sunday school. Downstairs or upstairs? Close in prayer, my friend. Thank you. Father, Lord, we just praise you today, and uh, we just praise you for raising Jesus Christ from the dead. We praise you for his victory over sin and death, and 
And, Lord, and we can look at him, and that's what's going to happen to us someday, Lord. And so I just pray, God, we'd walk out of here today and, and would be encouraged to know that, that one day we're going to be with you forever and ever. And as Jeff said earlier, no more sin, no more sorrow, no more suffering. Uh, and it's going to be complete in every way that we can't even imagine. So help us, help us, Lord, live like it. Uh, and, uh, and, Lord, we know that the days are drawn short. So we praise you and thank you, and we ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.